0: <laughs> Live from the Shangri La South County. Coming to you from Rust and Tustin in the state of disrepair. In the morning, Nathan Penetration. In the morning, Brian Black.
1: Life is good. I've got 24 terabytes on my desk. And Tonic <laughs>
0: by Red Bull. Nice. What did you I have a. I've got, well, I'm actually making the cocktail right now. I've got a 1.75 liter of Bombay Sapphire Gin. Uh, I've got a can of Sprite. That Red Bull Tonic would have been the perfect match with this, but unfortunately I don't have any. Um, So I'm going to do, I'm going to make this a little bit stronger. I should give you some. Do two parts gin.
1: I don't and think you've made a drink on the show before.
0: We did one time with Alex at your place a long time ago. Yeah. We were talking about whiskey.
1: Blessing um episode. So speaking of storage... storage
0: well, is, I was going to say... Yeah? Well, because I thought we would start off talking about uh, drinks. Um, the drinks. The... Thing about gin, why it's if you live in the United States and you're an alcoholic, it's probably the best bang for your buck because in the United States, gin sold here cannot be any lower than eighty proof. So this minimum is eighty proof, but the a, the actual uh, uh, average proof for gin in the United States is ninety four proof, which is forty about forty seven percent. So. Why it's got that? seven. I don't know. The thing is, is that I think it's because there's some law in the European Union that makes it so that they can't have it above that that rating. I guess the highest they can have it is 80 over there, whereas the minimum is is 80 here. Um, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see what the, the flavor difference is, because supposedly they have to add in water to To make the the alcohol content go lower, and for Bombay Sapphire, which is what I'm drinking, they use water from only this one specific lake, and nowhere else. So I'm curious what the, the if there's a slight difference in the flavor, but it's it's the same in it's the same recipe for the most part. It's they infuse it with a bunch of different um, elements. Like on the bottle, it says they use greens of paradise cubeb cube berries cassia bark almonds licorice uh, juniper which is what gin that's the base ingredient uh, lemon peel coriander angelica and orris orris yeah iris root hmm. so they infuse it with all of those those essences, and it gives it a very herbally taste. Um, I've tried a bunch of different kinds of gin. This one's pretty good. It's not my favorite, but it's it's pretty good. It's got an interesting history too, because it was um. It's got the it's got Queen Victoria on the label, and the gin is named after um this jewel that the British Raj gave to her. And I guess it was like some mega, I don't know what the the carrot was for it, the Sapphire, but it's something insane. It's like, it's the size of a football, the Sapphire. Are
1: you pulling this out of your ass or did you look this
0: up? I looked this up a while ago. I'm impressed. So do you yeah, like because-
1: your, do you like your drinks um, with lots of ingredients or? just the gin with a little bit of sugar water
0: basically uh gin is not a drink that i can drink by itself it's too strong even if you like the flavor of it it's 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 pretty harsh it's kind of designed to be mixed with stuff at the very least i would make a like a, a martini so like a gin martini cuz the vermouth the sweet vermouth will offset whatever harshness there is of the gin uh you could do like I think it's a yeah the Vesper is gin every time I think of the Russian Vesper, vodka th- every time I think of like because Bond always says I want a martini shaken not stirred but then Vesper is his favorite drink but they're two different drinks like a Vesper is basically a gin or vodka martini with the other alcohol added so if it if you had a gin martini you would add vodka to it and it's basically a Vesper if you had a vodka martini and you had a gin to it. Three parts gin, one part vodka, half uh, lele, which is, that kind of covers up. I thought it was two parts of each. I don't know it was three and one. No, nah, it's three to one. Huh. Uh, you
1: put a little lemon zest and maybe a little sliver of ice cube in there to try to balance the flavor. Ultimately, the Vesper should just taste like water. Like You don't even know you're drinking alcohol. So when you drink, when you're, you're done with that, you're shit-faced. This drink will kill you.
0: Oh, my bond liked it a lot.
1: Yeah. But if you're not drinking it with a stem on the glass, you're going to change the temperature of the, the drink, and it's going to fuck it up. That's why you have to have the lemon zest and the sliver of uh, ice. You need the water and stuff to balance it out. The goal is nothing.
0: I'm reading Lillet, right? Lillet. How do you say that? Lillet, Lillet. Uh, I'm trying to see what the difference is between this and vermouth.
1: Well, you want that specific ingredient. Out of all the different versions of the Vesper, some that don't specify a specific Russian vodka, Lillet is the one consistent ingredient.
0: So the Bordeaux-based French aperitif lillet is often categorized with vermouth. So they're basically the same thing.
1: When you get back from the hospital for mixing all the different drinks and letting us know how to make the perfect one with either or, then you can let us know. This drink will knock you on, the, on your ass. Not and sure. I've been disappointed every time I've had it, except for when it was made by one particular person. And it was pretty damn good. I was impressed that it didn't taste like anything.
0: My dad's favorite drink. I remember, like from growing up, every place we would go to, he would order it. It's a Manhattan on the rocks, and it's it's uh, whiskey, sweet vermouth, and bitters. It's very basic, and it's a man's drink.
1: Does put it put hair it, in your
0: balls? It's. It's basically sweetened whiskey. That's what it tastes like. It's good.
1: Well, you want to talk about storage? Sure. Samsung's got this crazy uh, three and a half inch drive or SSD. It's an M3 PCI Express 4 SSD that's like 12 inches long. Actually, maybe that's like, yeah, it's like... 10 or 12 inches
0: long wait you said m.4
1: yeah m.3 or m.3 okay yeah it's new because they're only on m2 right now you're right yeah and there's only pci express 3 so pci express 4 is fancy wow they say that it can do three gigabytes a second read and 1.9 write. wow up to 16 terabytes right now so there's one undisclosed vendor 16 that,
0: terabytes in that four inch form factor
1: uh the long it's basically a long tray that you slide in and out of a three and a half inch bay
0: oh I mean, that might be a two so and a half inch i can't tell oh maybe i missed when you so is it pci express based yep okay that maybe i missed that part then it's a
1: long card with a PCI Express slot on the end, and you load it, you slide it down some rails of the front of a server. So just like you load a normal three and a half inch drive into a server, you're just
0: loading big long cards. So what's the difference between I've, I I I haven't actually researched it to figure it out, but the flash storage that Apple uses in their I don't think there main is a boards. Difference. I know you're going where you're going with that. Is yeah. that PCI Express? Basically, that, it that is, storage. But I
1: think it's M3. Hmm.
0: But it doesn't have the speeds that this has, though, does it?
1: Yeah. Uh, my. What would they say for the iMac Pro? Let's see. Consult the book of knowledge.
0: Well, and it begs the question: What kind of boards is Apple getting to support that? They're cheap. That.
1: See, that's a good question. Um, first I wanna look up the bandwidth. And then I'll explain how they're cheating. Uh where the fuck is it? Alright. Maybe it's under the overview. I'm looking at their website right now. Let's see, there's gonna be a storage section here.
0: There's certain things you know I told you I'm I'm trying to sell my MacBook, but there's certain things that wanna that make me wanna keep it because I can't get them on any windows equivalent pc even from 2018 oh that's why you're asking about the mac mini yeah i want them to come out with a new mac mini i know i wanted to have that flash based storage i want to get it like i want to get one fully loaded i want to spend like 1500 dollars on one and then that is going to be like my i'll just use this machine as my gaming rig and i'll do everything else on that and then that's going to be like my like you know like if you like you know, perfect situation, but let's say you got a house to yourself and you've got like a, a computer in your main area, like the main area of your house. And then you have your personal machine that you, you know, you know, game or look at porn on whatever in your room. Like I want a Mac, I want a Mac mini to be like the house. Like I want that to be like what I do everything on, you know, and then the porn machine the stuff that i want the stuff that I, no no then no, no, the stuff that i want to do in private i'll no. do on my on my windows machine okay cuz all i do on this machine is game and, game and porn porn and media that's it like watch videos like a the purpose-built no, tool yeah so <laughs> i feel like if i want to have a better ex- like i don't care about the general experience when i'm doing those three things on this machine I want a better experience when I'm, like, browsing the web and when I'm producing things, working on things. Um, Like, I like the workflow of Mac better than I like... I just like how everything is just... It's just more... um, Not intuitive, but it's... Because it is... Well, it is more intuitive, too. But there's things from a business and enterprise standpoint where it is not intuitive and so it would be divorced from that i would just be using it for whatever at home and not using it as it would be my escape from the working with fucking windows shit all day long because i work with windows stuff all day long I, I fix windows problems all day long i come home and then if i want to play games i'm on my windows machine everything else i do is on a windows machine but i have this mac that I don't want to like pull out of my bag, unfold, set up onto a table and then have to stare down at a screen while I'm working on it. I would rather have like a full desktop to set up somewhere that I could just go plop down on and basically have the same experience on my la- that I have on my laptop, but on a, on a bigger screen with and 24
1: terabytes hooked to it. Yeah. a Nice a more- big ass screen. Yeah. That's why I, I love the laptop setup where I could just take my whole basically the quote-unquote whole system with me somewhere else. But I rarely did it. I burned up the laptop. Uh, I found the benchmark results if you want them. Okay. You're getting them anyway. 3.3 gigabytes a second, write, 2.8 read for the iMac Pro. That's really
0: the storage good. storage sizes
1: are one get, 1 terabyte, 2, and 4. So based on those numbers, how do you suspect that they got that? Four terabytes—that's a lot. That's not normal. Like how? Really? They have a four terabyte
0: module. Well, and they don't—they don't really release. They release who their suppliers are, but they don't really release the. Because like everything that they do, even my five-year-old 2013 MacBook has a special Intel chip in it that you couldn't get on any Windows, uh, any board that you can build or any yeah, any testing. Windows desk or Windows laptop. It's this ten so, core
1: is a custom ten core.
0: I want to know Apple. what deals they're they they're they've got to have some specific stuff that Intel is making for them. Like who makes the storage? Like who's making the piece that that flash storage? Is it Intel?
1: Uh, it's, I don't know. It's probably Samsung. People have taken them apart and analyzed them. But first, figure out the question: How did they get those really high write and read speeds? and have those nice
0: round numbers i would think that it's because they're basically built into the board they have a lower latency there's no uh interface that it has to travel across like it it, when when with pci express you have even though you know you have like latency with usb you have latency with sata that there's i would think that it would be faster Just strictly from the fact that it's essentially built into the board. It's just soldered in. Um, I don't know about the storage, though. I don't know how the hell they got the storage up to 4 terabytes on that.
1: Uh, They have 2 terabyte modules for pretty much all of their systems right now. And the way that they got those speeds on all their different modules on the iMac Pro and up to 4 terabytes, they rated them. They used a scary RAID. They used a stripe, a RAID zero. Mm. There's no redundancy. Your data is written in two separate locations. When one drive dies, you lose
0: everything. Well, it doesn't matter though if you got time machine backups running, yeah, because it's basically a system image that you can just restore from at any point. Yeah, so
1: I've got backups going, lots of backups, and uh,
0: that's crossing funny. My That's like the only situation where a striped setup without mirroring would be usable
1: i'm crossing my fingers that apple did their research and bought the highest quality quality modules so that they don't fail because when they do it's gonna be catastrophic
0: fucking should be for eight grand on that thing yeah whatever you spent it's uh let me ask you something because i go on the mac rumors forums and a lot of people bitch about this i don't know if it's something that bothers you as much with your iMac pro the bezels do those get to you
1: Um, I wish it was thinner, but I don't even see
0: them. Okay. Once I'm, when I'm using it, I don't see them. It's probably helpful that it's an all black device now. So you don't notice them as much as you would have on the silver, you know, when they had the silver chassis before on the regular iMac. Uh,
1: But well, no, they didn't have one with, okay. Yeah. The J Leno chin at the bottom of the iMac was silver. Yeah. But screen edges were black like the framing of right. the screen
0: well if you go back to like the uh i think it was the 2000 2007-2009 uh, imax yeah that, that's the model you're thinking of yeah they had the, that has a the very model.
1: thin aluminum around the edge but they still framed the actual picture with black even on those ones and then the 2010 models, when they had a uh like a borderless frame where the glass went straight to the edge and they've had glass to the edge ever since then. that just made the iMac thinner. Hmm. But the 2009 was the last one that had a very thin little bit of aluminum around the edge and the seam faced you.
0: Do you think that they, there's any chance that they are going to create another cinema display to match when they release a new Mac pro and a Mac mini? I I hope. I hope they have something crazy like an 8K display. I want no. They need a. I want Apple to create like a hundred, at least a hundred hertz display, hundred twenty hertz, hundred forty four, something like that. Well, I think they'll have some higher resolution and higher refresh rate display. That'd
1: be that's cool. why they'd have to do it with that Mac Pro.
0: They might be able to do it with hundred twenty hertz because I know that they can't do it with a hundred. They just, they've just now started doing 4K, hundred forty four hertz, but they're insane. The monitor is like two grand and it's a piece of shit um it's like it's like some freaking prototype that you can buy but apple is always ahead of the curve with that stuff so they could come out with probably like a 120 hertz display or a 100 hertz display or something like that that's that's like 5k that would be awesome
1: it would have to be a proprietary cable like the interface that controls the 5k display in the imac they had to create their own interface to connect with that
0: thunderbolt 3
1: should be able to handle that though uh, now, whatever the new DisplayPort standard is, I think, yeah, I mean, it obviously can because you can do it over Thunderbolt 3 on the MacBook Pros to those shitty LG displays, the wobbly ones. Yeah. Um, so that exists, but that's pretty much pushing the maximum bandwidth of that, that standard. That standard was introduced around the time that they created the 5K iMac, the first gen, and had that custom... Uh, integrated controller for the display. So if they were to do some crazy large display like that, I would think it would be in an iMac first because they can integrate it. But the only way for them to be able to drive like 120 Hertz, I guess would be to either integrate it like that, have some proprietary ribbon, maybe it's like a a proprietary cable that connects it to the Mac pro. If there Mm -hmm. is going to be something like that in the future, because there's no way to push enough bandwidth through a standard any of the standards-based stuff right now without just um, uh, video compression, so they can try to do lossless compression on the stream, which reduces at a certain percentage, and then there's chroma subsampling that they could do, but then you're losing color detail, so the color channels would actually be lower resolution. But
0: yeah, and that we'll just have to wait. They could. Hmm.
1: If they had their own. That would ship. have
0: less of an impact if it was on like a VA or TN type panel because the colors are kind of already washed out on those anyway. But if if it's an IPS panel, then yeah, that wouldn't be good. I don't see Apple using a TN panel anyway. I don't think they've ever used TN panels. Maybe yeah, going way back so. they did. I don't know if there was a differentiator like that back then. I think all LCD panels were always TN, and then they. Then they started... I think IPS came out maybe a decade ago. And then they... And it's funny because IPS is still the most expensive option. If you choose between like VA, uh, TN, and, and then IPS, IPS is always the most expensive.
1: Maybe they'll have a Mac Pro with an ARM chip with their own GPU and they can control it end-to-end and then nothing... It won't matter. They can have a 120 hertz or 200 hertz display. Nobody could stop them. Because they wouldn't have to deal with any standards. Right. That'd be good and bad. <sighs> so I was looking through the dictionary, looking for words to start with A-Y. And uh, stumbled upon uh, the the word A-Y-E. Dash aye, it's i i. Turns out it's an animal, also known as the demon primate. Look this thing up. It has I, uh, little like, almost like spider-like hands. It's got chinchilla. Yeah, uh, yeah, lemur. Almost cute, but then you see its hand. It has a middle finger that is pure. It's like it's just fucking pure bone. All the other fingers are meaty, and then one stick finger. That's practically bone. And this oh. almost cute thing that has these nasty fucking rat teeth tap. They tap on wood and then it just just it, it attacks the wood with its like beak teeth and pulls the wood apart and then slides its little bone demon finger down into the wood to poke grubs. I've never heard of this animal. What the the f- I. eye th- Yeah got these big giant ears and it pushes its face against the wood and it listens with these, these big fucking ears
0: and these little demon fingers. So that Only finger, the finger evolved to get those insects out because yeah, that one finger, cause if they, if they bite it or whatever, probably it probably doesn't feel anything. That's fucking bizarre. Where's the muscle in that though?
1: How does that work? It's just gotta be tendons. I don't know. It, it twitches. I was watching a, a nature video on it and it just kind of twitches. And they hear the differences in the wood and they create like a mental map of where the channels are and they can hear grubs moving around. Then they eat through part of the wood and stick that little demon finger in there and fish it out.
0: The fuck? eye eyes are commonly thought to be bad omens by some of the Malagasy people, although there are other legends consider them a good omen. When spotted, they are killed on sight and hung up so that the evil spirit will be carried away by travelers. I like that. And they're primates, so they're related to us. It's so weird. Very distant. Are lemurs primates, too? They look like rodents. I don't know. Did it say primate, or did I make that up? No, it said primate. I read it. Unless someone fucked with Wikipedia. (laughs) No, nobody ever does that. Watching one of these things hung upside down, though, it looks like a almost like a um a uh, what do you call it? The a sloth. That's
1: Channel. what they look Nate. like. They look Link like they're to related to sloths. Media oh,
0: oh yeah, upside down. It's kind of weird looking. Sloths have weird little claws too. Weird, weird thin little claws. Yeah, that animal. I I wouldn't let it live either. Those
1: creepy fucking hands.
0: I like a, I like sloths. If I had a big backyard, I'd get one.
1: The sloth I don't care about. This little demon creature, the eye eye. You think it's only on uh, what island? I don't know. Malag- it's only, it's only on one or something. One island.
0: Madagascar. That's what there they you are.
1: go. It can stay there with uh, Ebola. It's very strange. Ebola. I don't have a clip. Can't play it. Ebola Calypso.
0: I was going to say, this creature looks like it influenced this this creature from another game. It was a... um, Fuck, what's it called? Last Guardian? Yeah. Look at this thing. This is what the thing looks like. But there's a demon eyes. Did you send a link? I'm trying to find it. Or I'm trying to get the right picture. I've got it here. Channel. It's supposed to be like a combination CDN.com. of like a bunch of different things.
1: Okay. So this is like a screenshot from a game that you sent me with a yeah. kid with tattoos
0: and a robe. And some weird demon coming out of a building. It's, you play through the entire game, leading this thing around, and you have to work with it to solve puzzles and stuff. It's a Team Ico game. They made, like, uh, Shadow of the Colossus and Ico, and they made this. This game was a, it's got, like, bird feet. Yeah. It's like like almost like a dog head, but it's sort of,
1: with, like, little bone nubs that glow and big bat ears, but it's got bird feet and a bird body.
0: They give you no explanation in the story. All it is is, you know, it's a mythological figure and uh, they are man eaters. And you start the game, you wake up as the little kid right next to it in the bottom of this pit. And it's got like a giant spear through its chest. And then you got to like pull the spear out and then it gets up. And then it like because you like saved it, it now follows you around and it likes you. Otherwise, it would try and kill you. And that's kind of like the whole plot. And you have to just kind of like try and escape with it wherever you are. But they show like pictures in the background of like all these different kind of like Da Vinci style drawings of mythological things like, like dragons and the Hydra and, uh, giants and, you know, like mythology stuff. They, so the implication is that, is that this is some beast of mythology, and that's why it has all these weird features. It has wings, too, on its back. Little tiny ones.
1: Yeah, it's got an enormous head. It's weird. But, um, In the dictionary, it says a rare nocturnal Madagascar primate allied allied to the lemurs. It's kind of weird. It describes the finger as a elongated twig-like finger. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nope. Nope, <laughs>
0: nope, nope, closing that. I'm looking at this picture of a lemur. <laughs> 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 I've seen some people Channel, look like this. Nate, link to <laughs> media m n n It's kind
1: of like a, a weird fuzzy bug-eyed critter. So is the lemur a primate?
0: Mm, I don't think so. They got raccoon tails. They look like raccoons when they walk around. Then what the hell is the Oxford Dictionary talking about when they say it's allied with the lemur? It's a weird statement. I know, if I saw one of these things, I would think it's a raccoon. Honestly, they look like exactly like raccoons. Just their head is slightly different. And their eyes are bigger channel nate link to cdnbritannica.com i told you i had a raccoon in my backyard the other night right i think i don't know i think it was fucker was big had to be at least 40 maybe 50 pounds did it hiss at you no it was pacing back and forth they're really smart i read that they can remember things for up to three years they can like find a, a source of food and then they could backlog that in their memory and then just go back to it. And we used to have a koi pond in our backyard we got rid of like a year ago. I'll bet you that fucker came back looking for fish. And then he was sorely disappointed because he was he was pacing around in the backyard and we shined the light on him and he knew we were there. He was just kind of like, he's looking at us pacing back and forth, back and forth. And then at a certain point he just turned around ran off, and ran off, but he was trying to get up in the tree too.
1: Like nothing. They found nothing but cholera and uh, hepatitis C from the meth-addled, uh homeless that oh, yeah. roam your streets. Yeah,
0: raccoon stomachs are probably like fucking. They could probably eat like radioactive material and live. <laughs> seriously they're like they're the ultimate scavenger, like if I could be reincarnated into any animal, I would probably choose a raccoon. They have no natural predators, they have like human like hands they can feel things, and like their brain can register like what it is like they can they can perceive things through touch they're really really interesting mess domestic-
1: what's that comic book movie that came out with the The raccoon guy?
0: Oh, Rocket? Uh, Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. And then you'd have that tiny man syndrome. (laughs) He looks like a... They've ruined that because now kids are going to see these things in in public and they're going to think, oh, it's Rocket because in the the movie, it looks... They've done a good enough job that it actually looks like a real raccoon talking. So kids are going to think these things are all cool and everything. No,
1: they're terrible. They hiss. They
0: they attack you. They attack humans. Did you see that footage
1: of Kevin Rose throwing a raccoon down a flight of stairs? (laughs)
0: Yeah, because it was mauling his dog. (laughs) He picks the thing up
1: while it's hissing and just throws it over his head down into the darkness on the security camera footage. The raccoon just spirals down the staircase and disappears (laughs) into the dark.
0: (laughs) I remember that video.
1: I thought it was fake. I still kinda of that it's fake. He has a podcast again. What is that called? Let me I gotta look it up. That's where he was talking about the uh German mineral water that can give you the shits. Let's see.
0: Uh Gerald Seiner.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what are the chances that he got that on uh on video? Odd coincidence. Block Zero. Kevin Rose covering Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, Litecoin. He just interviews people basically. He doesn't talk about Bitcoin. Talks about like uh, health hacking and all kinds of weird stuff. Does still work for Google? I don't think so. I think he just day trades or something. I am mean, pretty certain he doesn't do work that. for Google because he wouldn't have the show. They'd probably have some restriction against it.
0: Is he still a uh, like ultra leftist or is he? Uh, I don't know. Was he before? I don't think he was. He. I remember when he used to do the show with uh, was Dignation. Yeah, he would kind of. I don't know. He just seemed like he was the politically correct
1: one. The high voice guy. That's probably because he's super self-conscious, like me.
0: Yeah, the other guy wasn't politically correct at all, Alex. Did I tell you I saw when I went to BlizzCon a few years ago, he was one of the hosts there. Like I can't figure out what that guy ever did before Dig and after. And I I just show yeah. up to BlizzCon and he's just randomly one of the hosts. Like, oh, that is here. weird, because the only Reason we ever saw
1: him was because he was on the show with Kevin Rose. Right. How did he I had even? I have no idea what he did. That connection.
0: I thought he was just a friend of Kevin Rose. I didn't even know he was in the industry. I didn't know. I didn't know he. Yeah, I've never heard of him before. Yeah. Or since. Weird.
1: What's it? What um, was his name?
0: Alex. Alex Albrecht. 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 Yeah. Albrecht. Forty-one. He's got, like, that really tall girlfriend? Uh, Wasn't she, like, a giant? Married her.
1: Married her, okay.
0: Uh, She does look tall.
1: He doesn't look very tall. No. Insurgency Sandstorm.
0: Yeah, it's on Steam.
1: You can't play it, though. Somebody bought it for me. Not only can I not play it, even if I wanted to, on Windows... But it, there's no Mac version. They bought it to say fuck you to me.
0: I'll bet you it has more to do with Unreal Engine 4 not being optimized and they can't be bothered to develop it for Apple's Metal API. I don't think so. I That's so. got to be it.
1: I think that they just want to try and make money off of $60 console games because it's so, much, so much of the licensing goes to Microsoft and uh, Sony. Boot camp. Well, you know I do? can't even play it now. So
0: it, it, well, here's what you do. You I think I've re- recommended this before. Have a external hard drive Can be Thunderbolt, I'm, whatever I'm you want it to that. be.
1: I'm just going to stream it from GeForce now. I'm not putting Windows on anything. It's great. I don't have to maintain anything, even that uh, Amazon Workspaces instance, which, which I literally just use for browsing the web. I don't even have to update it. Because the instance turns itself on itself on in the middle of the night, installs the update, and then when I go to use it, it's already up to date. I do need more RAM in it, though. And all I have to do is change the settings. I only pay for what I'm using. Hmm. So it turns itself off an hour after I close it, and then I'm done paying however many cents per hour.
0: Actually, I didn't a know that cost. I was going to say, I didn't know that revision three went defunct last year.
1: Oh, I thought they got bought out by like BetaWorks or something like Dignation or dig. Well, it actually
0: went defunct. Were they revision three.com? It says discovery communications announced to enter an agreement to acquire revision three. It says the transaction closed on June 1st, 2012. So that was five years before it went to funk, so. Uh. Wasn't hack five part of that? Do they still is hack five still around? Uh, it might have broke off. Wow, no, they're still fucking up. Okay, Holy crap. I use hack five. That chick videos. is still with them. The one with the tits? Yeah, the kind of hot one. I don't know if she looks as hot anymore. I thought she just
1: got better looking over time. Let's see. Here is a YouTube video of theirs. I use the Android. contact
0: page. Uh, she probably got kids and shit now. Yeah, she's so cute, shit. but she's... Sorry so, about that. She's so cute, but yeah, you can tell she's definitely older. Tits are more ah, saggy. Glasses. Tits are saggy. Flapjacks. Where's where's uh the main guy? The cool one with the goatee. Is he gone? Or is this the new guy is, took is over? Is that a from?
1: sarcastic? Cool goatee? Darren Kitchen. That's it. I see him in one of the videos. One month ago. Cool. So Quote videos.
0: unquote is what I meant by cool guy. Yeah. He's got like a gray facial
1: hair thing going on.
0: Last time I really watched these videos was like seven or eight years ago, so yeah, it was like when the fucking when the Raspberry Pi first came out. That's when I was like watching these. So it's like twenty eleven or twenty twelve. Oh, hmm. I see how this works. They're still making videos because their stuff is also news. They sell a lot of shit too. Remember they used to have that pineapple uh, Wi-Fi thing. Shit. I auto-playing videos are just not good for the show.
1: Can't stand it. Yeah, they have the hack shop.
0: So, Intel support is garbage. Their entire warranty claim RMA service, or lack thereof, is is abysmally bad. For how big of a company they are, I would think that, and how much of a monopoly they have on the market with CPUs that I would think that they would have some fucking insourced, you know, uh, support staff, but they don't. Everything between their sales, their warehouse department, their, uh, RMA claims department, technical support, everything is outsourced to India. Like you will not call Intel and talk to a a person without a fucking Indian accent. And we had this issue where we had a Nook board, a uh, 7th uh, uh, gen i7 Nook board uh, go bad. Like it, you would power the thing on before you would load into Windows, it would, cr- it would crash and it would just, it would like shut off. It wouldn't even like, it would still be powered on, but there would be no, no video. There would be, it'd be totally unresponsive. You couldn't ping it. It's like the whole, all of the IO on the board would just die. and so. um submitted an RMA ticket after trying to figure out for like a fucking day what they're, they have two sets of serial numbers and, uh, um, they call it stocking numbers. So if you have a nook, anytime you buy a nook and then you see, which is like these little mini, uh, like four inch by four inch PCs, desktop PCs, it, you have a metal enclosure. They send it has a board included in it with the CPU soldered in and a giant heatsink, and then it it spreads that heat out from there to the uh the case, which is all aluminum. You have to supply your own mem- memory, and you have to supply your own hard drive. They have M.2 support. Um, you can put an M.2 drive in it. So, we've been kind of deploying these based on need to certain clients over the last few years, and. Client sends this one back. So anyway, we go through the RMA process and we're looking at the serial number and the stocking number. There's a fucking serial and stocking number on the outer case, which is the metal enclosure. And then there's a serial and stocking number on the motherboard. And you look at both the serial number and the stocking number. Both serial numbers are identical on the on the case and the board but the stocking number has two fucking characters that are different in the middle of it. Oh man. And so he so didn't document we, it. No, but you go on the website and you're submit and you're trying to enter the product information. They have so many different things you can choose from for the fucking arm, for the RMA process. You can't just enter one serial number and have it tell you what your product is. You have to select what the product is or select the product range then select what the exact product is, then enter its serial number and a stocking ID. We enter this, the, the first serial number and stocking ID that was on the on the bottom of the case. Wouldn't take it. It would say it was invalid. I'm like, what the fuck? So then we enter the one on the motherboard. It takes it. And we're like, well, that's weird. So we just go ahead and submit the claim, thinking it was sold as a kit. They would be able to figure out that this was all one unit. Well, apparently, they don't change the stocking ID and the serial number on the boards, that are included with the chassis versus just replacement boards that they ship out to you. So we send the whole unit into them. It literally says, send the whole unit on, on the RMA instructions. It says send the whole unit. Do not send the power adapter and do not and, and don't send the memory or the hard drive. So we pull the memory out, the SSD, send the whole unit to them. They fucking ship us back a just the board. They don't ship us the enclosure for it. And it was a kit. We bought it as a kit, and we're like, so I contact their support. They're like, oh well, you entered the serial number that only the serial number and stocking ID that matches only the board. I'm like, well, that's all your all the RMA your page would take. We couldn't enter the other one. And then why why is it why would we only send you the board? We can't even take the board out of these things. They're like the, the, they're like slotted and fitted into the case, like with with one screw. Take the one screw out, and then you got to like. It's like you know. Have you ever tried to like pull a motherboard out of a laptop? How there's clips and stuff like that to hold it in. Oh, That's yeah, how these things them, are. Right? Yeah, they're not designed to be taken apart like that. The heat sink is like pressing up flush against the case and everything. So the guy's like arguing with me in, in in the chat, and so I'm like, okay, screw this. I'm gonna call you your guys' support. So I call them. Their business hours were closed that day because it was at that point it was 3 p.m. Pacific time, and the the they close, I guess, at like six Eastern. So they were they were closed already. So they don't work, and then they're not open. Their 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 call support isn't open on weekends. And and I wouldn't do it anyway because it was it was not during business hours. But you're not going to anyway. Yeah, if it was my personal product, I would, and I'd be pissed. So I had to wait till Monday. Monday, call them up, give them the correct information, and I t- explained them what happened. I guess they sent us just the board back when we were supposed to get the whole kit back. I gave him the, the numbers. He's like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Okay. So they say, okay, we're going to process this back to you in a day or two. Two days goes by. I get an email sent to me saying that with a tracking number saying that they're shipping in a box, a fucking prepaid shipping label to us. So they ship us a fucking box <laughs> that we have to wait for, for two days with a shipping label in it. Something they could have just fucking emailed us. Yeah, they didn't send you and a I PDF. I could have printed out. Yeah. So, I wait for that. I put the thing in the box, the original one, put the label on it, ship it back to them. Two fucking weeks goes by, okay? From, from uh, June 1st to June 14th. Two weeks goes by, that's when the, and, and, and that's when they last updated the ticket. So, the seventh day from that is today. So, it's been another week since they updated the ticket. I called their support yesterday... So it would have been six days past at that point, and I'm like, we, uh, like, I have this email here. I have the case numbers and everything. I was supposed to be shipped back uh, a whole kit. Like, I have a history of this. I have the guy's name. It was Michael M I M I M A I K E L. And the guy on the other end, he's like, Oh, okay, okay. Uh, there's been a few minutes, please. He comes back and he's like uh okay so we have no record of this package arriving at our shipping department i'm like i have the tracking number here i'll give it to you i give him the tracking number comes back he's like he's like okay two 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 or three minutes sir please comes back and then he's like okay so we have it at the warehouse but we don't understand why it hasn't been shipped out yet so i need to get in contact with the warehouse department i'm like can you just put me in contact with them now? He's like, oh, no, we can't give out that number. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, okay, so how long do I have to wait to to hear back on this? He says, oh, uh, 24 to 48 hours. So, and keep in mind, our client has been waiting for their replacement for, this is like a month now, this has been going on. And I told the guy, I'm like, look, I'm like, this has been like going on way too long. I'm like, you guys are extremely slow to process and, 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 you're not giving me any or any information of what's happening i'm like can you guys just ship me a whole new unit and then just keep whatever you have so that i don't have to keep dealing with this like no sir we have to go through this i'm like fuck this okay so i'm like okay like just email me or call me when you guys get a hold of the warehouse department so that was yesterday today it's at like right before i was leaving work it was like 5 50 p.m get an email the warehouse department has received your order it takes two to three business days to process. I'm like, what the fuck? So now we're going into a weekend, okay? Two to three business days. It's going to be Saturday or Sunday. They're not going to process the order on the weekend. It could be a whole other fucking week before they even ship this thing out. Like, I have never. Question. Like, across the board, from the very beginning with submitting the RMA to them handling everything or after, I have never dealt with a company with this bad of a, of a, of like, a return, uh, a return and replacement process. What's your question? Why are you working with a?
1: Why is Intel making consumer products that they're
0: having to deal with in customers versus OEMs? Well, where else do you get a Nook? That there's no OEMs that sell Nooks. I know HP you would think they would. Why not? No, because it's all Intel parts. They need, they, if it's an HP, it's got to be the cheapest fucking thing possible. There's nothing cheap that Intel makes. That's why. If you look at a Nook, it's going to... A brand new Nook, which, keep in mind, is just a board and a processor, nothing else. If you buy a brand new i7... Or 8th uh, gen I, i7 Nook. I don't even know if they're out yet. Okay, 7th gen i7 Nook. Those are like $500. They're like $480. So that's not really a good deal considering you're not even getting a quad core i7 it's just a dual core they're not they're not really price effective they're they're about you could go and buy a machine from dell or hp or wherever that's going to be more powerful uh and it's going to be cheaper but it's going to have cheaper parts in it and it's going to be bigger and put off more heat The appeal of these things is that there's no fans in them or anything. They're completely silent and they're small and you can, you can mount them behind a monitor. So if you've got like a minimalist type setup in your office, then these things are perfect.
1: I think that the chips probably burn out on them pretty fast. I think that Intel makes their whole consumer line not handle heat. Well, that or they're picking the chips that show the greatest chance of being weak. Or failure. Because don't they make these big wafers and then they pick which ones can do what off of the wafer? I don't really know how
0: it works. I think I thought it was just that's what the um, the clock rate would be. The clock speed It would be. Oh, you think that's how they determine the clock speed? The, the, yeah, the shittier die would be the. Well, what about the Xeon? I think those are entirely different chips. I don't think those are i7s. I always they, thought they're built on that though. What what the i7 what wasn't good enough to be an i7 was an i5. That's that, that, that's my understanding. That's why they're always both quads and now they're both six cores. Okay. But the, the Xeons, they do the Xeons, they have like 10, 12, 18. They don't have any I7s like that. So I would think they're a completely different chip. They might be similar. You know what? They might be now. Maybe the i9s are Similar to the to the Xeons, because the i9s, they do 10 and 12 core.
1: Well, I I bet if there's a similarity between the i9 and something, it's probably the Xeon bronze, since they use colors for everything now. And silver is like the middle of the line, super common workstation and server chip. And then gold and platinum is
0: absurdly priced. Basically, Jeez, there's cool. no limit. Core i9 7900X $904 That's about the average price of a a Xeon Silver 10 cores 20 threads
1: So maybe the i9 is closer to a silver versus
0: a bronze It's funny that the they have ratings on the Intel site I don't know How does that work? Like 4.5 stars or something? Yeah, the review on the Intel site is lower. the 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 review on the Intel site is lower than the review on Amazon. How does that work? You would think a couple of angry customers. That's it, huh? Regular price for those chips a grand. It's crazy. Very expensive, and then the board you would need to run this too would be very expensive too. Because these are completely different chips. They're bigger. Yeah, I was looking into
1: the i9 series when I was looking into buying a dedicated gaming PC. And then I went full retard with the iMac. But now I'm busy all the time, so I don't even get to use it. I'm just going to have to stretch its lifespan out to like 10 years, like my server. I I seriously planned on retiring that like a year ago. Still kicking. Yeah. What about that 40th anniversary chip? Is that, uh... Oh, the, uh... 5 gigahertz thing? Is that an i9? Or is that just a quad core? The 8086?
0: Yeah, it's the, uh i7 5 gigahertz chip it's it's funny because it's not coffee lake they say it's products formerly coffee coffee lake why is it not coffee lake i don't know it says products formerly coffee lake i think it maybe because it's based on the i think it it basically is an 80 80, 8700k but it's an even better one six cores
1: that's pretty good 95 watts
0: that single threaded performance would be really really high this intel core i9 8950 hk is a cool chip it's 45 watts and it's got six cores and 12 threads wow Oh, that
1: latest Intel vulnerability, that lazy FPU thing. I get maybe that's what the vulnerability is called. Uh, hyperthreading is the reason. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the reason for this vulnerability. Because the caches are shared, and they, for whatever reason, aren't expiring the cache or something. You can have a process running on the same chip somehow derive the cryptographic keys from the hardware accelerated co-processing that's built into the Intel chip. So if you're relying on the hardware encryption of Intel's acceleration module, whatever that thing's called, that's in the chip, A S and I. Yeah. And you have virtual machine clients or something on your server. They could, they could be exposing other customers Cryptographic keys. Anyway, it's not good. Sounds like bad news. Yeah, AES and I... Trying to see... Because it should be on this new chip here. They don't... They use like the... Yeah, AES new instructions. They use the full name on the Intel Arc site that you showed me. That's an i7. 8086K.
0: Channel, Nate. Link to arcintel.com. Oh, Alright, okay. oh, I guess I linked it prior. Alright. 4 gigahertz. Yeah, 4 gigahertz base, 5 gigahertz turbo. Ugh. Oh, those guys are fast! That's, that's fantastic.
1: Bringyourwallet.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions. Bringyourwallet.com slash donate to support the show and share the show. Click that contact button. Let us what you, Let us know uh, what you think. See you next week.
0: So, Enora.